0: All right, what up, what up, what up? I am John, and this is the John Muhammad Podcast Show. And today, our guest is a young lady out of the city of brotherly love. Yeah, you guessed it, Philadelphia. Now, this young lady, she's a songwriter. She's a singer. You've seen her on several podcast shows. Uh, She's an actress. Uh, She's been on uh, uh, some Hollywood movie sets as an extra but what really caught my attention was the fact she went to school to become a professional wrestler. So, with that, I knew this would be a very interesting uh, interview. So, without further ado, all my fans and followers, show love. And we got Mercy Rocker Girl in the building. What up, Ma? Hey, how's everybody doing? <laughs> yeah, we're chilling. We're chilling. We're chilling. How are you doing?
1: It's a good day. It's a beautiful life. No complaints here whatsoever.
0: <laughs> got you. Got you. Okay, well, let's let's go ahead and, 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 and go in. Uh, let's take it back. Uh, talk a little bit about okay. your upbringing, uh, your mother, father, sisters, brothers, if you have that, and what kind of led you to the point where you wanted to get off into this entertainment business.
1: Okay, so I was born and raised in Philly. Um, I have a, a little brother, um, and my mom was my mom was my rock. Um, growing up, I always wanted to be a singer, <laughs> an original singer. And I started writing songs when I was 15. But I actually really started off as half music and half writing. I started yeah. off, you know, in the gospel choirs, the children's choirs when I was young. Yeah. Um, I wrote some poems. I joined the choir in high school. Yeah. Um, when I turned 15, I really decided that I wanted to be a singer. Um, and that's when I started writing songs. And I really, really wanted to do that all the way up until um, <laughs> I graduated. Um, okay. I majored my first year of college. I actually majored in voice
2: okay.
1: um, right here in Philly. Um, and then when I turned 19, I decided that I wanted to go to Los Angeles because L.A. at the time was where everything was happening, everybody was everybody signed, you know, all the clubs that were really right. hot. So I went to LA, I spent a few years there, but honestly, over the last few years, I've done so much in the entertainment business. I I did the professional wrestling for a few years, I've had some magazines, there was a little, we had like a little cable channel, Um, Mm. I actually was a valet, um, and the valet is the person that walks the professional wrestlers down the aisles. So right. I got to wear, you know, cute little clothes. Right, and right. um I got to be, you know, in the biz. Um and I went to wrestling school for it. You know, wrestling school was another thing unto itself. It it was it was rough, you know, you get thrown, you get put in the headlocks, like all right. kinds of crazy stuff happened. But it was a lot of it was a lot of fun. I mean, a lot of fun, you know. Right, right, right. <laughs> and I really didn't see it as a detour from the music or from the writing. Like I just saw it as just another way um, to express myself. Cause that's okay. pretty much how I, I see myself. Right. Um I mean I've done um poems, I wrote a novel, I wrote a screenplay. Okay. So my whole life I've really tried to, you know, be creative. Um, wow. I guess which kind of gets me to like here like I have a whole bunch of projects like all going on at once. Um, The podcast, like you mentioned, um, I was actually in two music videos. I don't have a release date for um, either one of those, um, but they're filmed. Um, The movie, which is a small independent movie, uh, sci-fi, I don't have a release date for that either. That was supposed to come out um, in November but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. And, you know, with so much going on in the world, a lot of dates are getting pushed back. Mm-hmm. Um, so so those are, uh, you know, some things um, that's going on. Right. But, I mean, basically, for me, I feel as though there's a lot going on in Philly, but there's also, like, sometimes, like, a not lot going on in Philly. So right. I feel as though, With my upbringing, like I always felt as though I had to make my own adventures, you know, like when I went to L.A., you know, to find fame or when I'm back here and I'm going to wrestling school or even now, you know, I have different opportunities, but I'm looking all over for it because Mm. I feel as though we have some, but probably not as much as other places. Like every time I look to see, you know, they're shooting a commercial or they're looking for a model, it's usually like LA, it's usually New York, you know? So we get opportunities here, but I don't feel as though we get as many, um, you know, as other places. Right, So so I try to travel a lot wherever that opportunity is, you know?
0: Right. Right, no, I feel you, I feel you, I feel you, same thing you know, whether I'm in Detroit or Grand Rapids, you know, Detroit's a little more uh, uh, circulating as far as acting jobs or places to perform than Grand Rapids, but um, um, same thing here, you usually gotta, you gotta hit the road, go to New York, we just came from out there in Hollywood uh, about a month ago, so um, yeah, so, you know, you kinda gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do in order to to keep working and uh, to keep your face out there and, you know, keep things moving. So, all right. So with the wrestling, mm-hmm. okay. I could be wrong. If I am, tell okay. me, you don't look like a very big person. You know, I'm giving you maybe about five feet, maybe five, two, five, three. I could be wrong though. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't look like a very big person. So what would, why would you be attracted to a uh, professional wrestling?
1: Okay, so I'm 5'4", I'm 5'4", five four, five four. Four, and I actually grew up on wrestling. I, I saw my first wrestling match ever when I was about 13, um, and it was funny because when I, I first saw wrestling, I really didn't realize it was wrestling. I was just flicking the channels, and, and I saw, I thought it was a commercial. I thought it was a car commercial, um, yeah. but it wasn't. you a wrestler? Um, and right. it was my favorite wrestler of all time, which if you watch wrestling at all, um, you would know mm-hmm. this because he's been out forever, um, mm-hmm. which is actually um, the nature boy, Ric Flair, um, oh. who I actually met once and he, he was just phenomenally, you know, cool and all. Right. Um, so, so I saw Ric Flair and, you know, he had the charisma and yep. just wrestling just looked so fresh and exciting. Right. And so I, I watched it for years. Okay. Um, and then one day I was reading this book and they were like, you know, have you ever dreamed of getting to wrestling? And I'm like, hmm, maybe mm-hmm. tell me more. And then the book said that there was a wrestling school near me. So I'm in Philly and the wrestling school was in Jersey, mm-hmm. um, which is really just over the bridge. It's like 20 minutes away. So some parts of Jersey is really, really close to Philly. So I go over. And um, I tell them, you know, I want to be a valet and they ask me why. And I'm like, I've been a big wrestling fan forever. Um, And so what I had to do was I had to go through the same training that the real wrestlers um, did just to be a valet. Because the theory is, you know, I'm going to be at ringside. There's going to be guys. There's going to be other girls. Yep. At some point, I'm going to have to get physical. You know, I can't just yep. stand there, you know, no, with right, a little right. dress on smile <laughs> smile away, you know. It's, Looking it's, pretty, I'm yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I could, but right, right. that's going to happen for five minutes and somebody's going to come over, grab me by the hair and just swing yep. me around and, you know, just like right. me to a pulp. So <laughs> right. I better know how to do that, you right. know. <laughs> right. So, um wrestling school was tough. I mean, it it was was tough. I mean, I I got like a little injury here and Mm -hmm. there, you know. I I was there for a whole year because I only could go on weekends, you know, because I had like a day gig. And then on weekends, I was at the gym. I was spending four or five hours learning like crucial things you had to learn. Like one of the things you had to learn was you had to learn how to fall right because if Mm -hmm. you fell, but if you didn't tuck your head as you're falling, like right. you would hit the back of your head. Yeah. And the first time they ever told me that, I'm like, oh, that's so easy to remember. But that's mm. not a natural thing. When you're okay. falling, you don't naturally think about, oh, well, how should I tuck my head, you know, yeah. when, when I'm getting knocked over. Yeah. And then I didn't lift my head up quick enough and I fell all the way back and I hit my head and the ring, oh, the rings were so hard. I mean, they must've been really? made in like 1920. <laughs> yeah. wow. I had like a headache for like four or five days and literally yeah. i was taking like everything you could take and i was like you know what if this headache doesn't go away i'm going to the emergency room you know okay right right, <laughs>
2: I right. Like, but
1: I, I i was like <laughs> um so i got that injury and i also got another injury where like um my tag team had won the wrestling belts and the wrestling belts were because they were for guys. I mean, these guys were like 400 pounds each. The belts right, were huge.
2: Right. And they
1: were old. They right. were like metal, like, like real metal, like not the cheap stuff, like real metal. Yeah. And I, because part of your wrestling training is not, you know, how to hold these big heavy wrestling belts, two of them, mm-hmm. <laughs> and climb out the ring without killing yourself. Right. I accidentally hit myself in the face with one of the metal wrestling yeah. belts. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it, you know it's my lip open. It, yeah. it blued, blood, you know, yeah. but I was in the ring because I was a professional. Okay, so okay. you know I got hurt in the ring, but like I kind of like did like this as I was walking by, you know, trying to be all cool and covering right. it up. Right, and then when I got backstage, that's when I like moved my hand and blood like blood
0: everywhere.
1: Wow, and I I had a little injury. It was like on this side. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe for like a year, it was like this little tiny like bump that I thought was going to be there, like forever, but eventually just cleared up, and now you can't tell that
0: oh, wow. it was
1: injured. That's
0: bananas. That's that's crazy. <laughs> what, I,
1: love, I love I love having people can actually say this is my wrestling injury. Right.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, I remember having a conversation with because I remember. Okay, when I first started watching wrestling, that was the days of Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, you know, uh little, little older, but um mm-hmm. and then I found out that wrestling was uh what's the word I'm looking for? Uh choreographed or scripted? Scripted. Perfect <laughs> word.
1: Choreographed, perfect.
0: Right. scripted. And so I kind of lost a little love for it. But then somewhere around, uh, I came back to it around when The Rock. Um, who else was it? Uh, Who's my favorite? The Ballhead guy, uh, uh, beer drinking. Uh, oh,
1: Stone Cold. Stone awesome. Cold.
0: Stone Cold. Huh? Yeah, Stone Cold, he was like yeah. he was the one that pulled me back in, and then once I really started watching him, I was like whether this is what y'all want to call real or fake, this is dangerous because they're jumping off the top rope. They're doing flips. They're doing all of this, you know, uh, uh, slamming a person's head down into the canvas. And and so that kind of brought me back. But, you know, at that time I was talking with somebody and I was kind of, I found myself defending wrestling because of the fact that it was, you know, it was dangerous. And if you don't know what you're doing, you can get killed in there. And of course we know that from our own heart. uh, If I, if I got that right. So um, with all of that, you still didn't have no fear of getting in that ring and, 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 uh, and trying some of your skills out.
1: So um, what I will say is I didn't spend a lot. I mean, I went in the ring with, you know, with the, my tag team, and I also did some guest spots. I mean, I don't know, like, how much you know about old school wrestling, but um, one of the first um, wrestlers I ever escorted, actually, the first wrestler I ever escorted to the ring was um, King Kong Bundy.
0: um, Oh, wow. Okay. I remember him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh (laughs) He was in one of my favorite movies with Richard Pryor, so that's how I got hip to King Kong Bundy. Yeah. (laughs) Go ahead.
1: And you know, he was, he was a really, he was a really, really nice guy. What I can say is most of the time when you're managing or when you're at ringside, or even when you're in the locker rooms, guys are really, really protective over the women in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like they're not going to let you get, but so hurt. You know what I mean? Like they're really, really protective, um, over, you know, the women that they work with. Um, so that was a good thing.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
1: um, uh, I mean, it got physical a few times, but I think my favorite time because it was just so much fun um, was I got into a cat fight um, with another female manager and we got crazy. We were fighting on the ropes. We fell off the ropes. We were rolling the ground and like everybody, you know, everybody really got into it. But one thing that I did learn um, because people talk about how wrestling is scripted is Mm. I have so much respect for the men and women that do it. I mean, it takes a really, really amazing athlete yes. to, to just do the things that they do. I mean, yes. there are, especially when you're in the big leagues, like when you're like, you know, The Rock or Stone Cold, I mean, you're traveling all across the world, you know, you're performing I mean, you are you're getting hit with cheers, you're yep. falling off the rope, you right. know, I mean, the stuff that their body takes, like, like I'm, I'm a girl, and I, mean, I know there's tons of women in wrestling, but I don't think I could do it. Like, I can't imagine, you know, I got a few injuries. Yeah, that was cute. But I mean, the things that their body takes, I mean, the abuse and I mean, and then you figure if you're a woman, you know, you got to be beautiful and you still have to be like, you know, model, a spokesperson, a wrestler, a role model. You've got so many different hats that you're wearing. It's just like so Um, demanding. I mean, but that's not really why I got out of it. I I found that as much as I loved it, I found that it really wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I mean, most of the time you spend, okay, like, let's say the match started at eight o'clock. Okay. Okay. You're part of the entertainment. So you show up at the arena at let's say four o'clock. Okay. Okay. So you're not allowed to go out in the audience and hang out with people. You know, you have to stay in the back. So basically you're in the back with a whole bunch of other, you know, wrestlers and referees and stuff. And sometimes they get bored and there's so many crazy shenanigans that go on back there. And at first it's kind of funny, but after you make like your 30 or 40 match and you're sitting there going, oh my God, I've got six hours before my tag team goes out and I'm sitting and watching this. We are twelve, you know, you you're right, right. Your thinking about all the other, you know, stuff you could do, you know. All right.
2: Um
1: and so it it was fun and it was an experience and I'm so glad that I did it. But yeah. honestly, I was kind of just happy as a fan when okay. I didn't know what goes on. You know what I mean? Like when I'm just like, Oh my god, you know, there's you know, Ric Flair or there's you know, right. the rock or whatever. Like and so it kind of takes a little bit of the joy out of it once you know everything and once you know what it's really like, you know?
0: Wow. Wow. Real talk. Real talk. Okay. Well, let's switch it up a little bit. Uh, let's talk about your songwriting.
1: Oh, uh, my song. Your process. What's
0: your proce- What's the process like for uh, for, for Rocker Girl? uh when it's time to uh put a song together
1: <laughs> okay all right i'm gonna give you a I i i don't think anybody knows this about me well maybe one okay. person or two people But well, that's, that's um, what we want me, we, we
0: want the good stuff <laughs> that you've been holding <laughs> okay, out on. Okay, right
1: <laughs> okay so i'm always smiling and i always look happy but that's not good for songwriting what is mm. good for my songwriting is a broken heart when my mm. heart is broken I can focus when writing and I usually write my best work okay and when I write like it's like I'll just be anywhere you know I'll be at work I'll be watching tv I'll be t- just anywhere and all of a sudden and it's weird because sometimes I think people really start from the chorus but I don't I actually start from the first verse comes to me first and then Ooh. I just keep writing and most of the time I don't even know where the song's going like I have right. no clue where it's going it's like the song starts to write itself and once i get inspired i just keep going i remember i remember one time i was inspired i swear i wrote the lyrics to six songs in Mm. six days Wow! it just kept coming and coming and coming and coming and it's like i used to not be prepared okay but now i am it's like i always have pen and paper and if I don't have pen and paper, I pull out my phone and put it on the notes. But mm-hmm. I have found that if I don't write it down really quick, I'll remember Easy. some of it later, yeah. but I won't remember like all of it, you know, and I'll be like, okay, well, I got the basics, but there was something missing, you yeah. know, and then I do the voice memos, because most of the time, once I get past that first line, of that first verse, I've got a melody. So okay. if I write the words down, and I don't, Get that. I'll have all the words and I'll be like, okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, how does this go again?
2: You
1: know? <laughs> so I find the right. inspiration, um, it doesn't come all the time. It can't be forced. It's just something that's so natural. And when it mm-hmm. comes, it just it's it's strong and it's like everything just seems like so perfect and, and, and so right. And the thing about me and writing, whether you're reading a song, a poem, spoken word, screenplay, novel, anything that I've ever written, because honestly, out of all the things that I do, I most consider myself a writer, mostly. Um, okay. Like, if you read any of my stuff, that's me. Like, that's mm. me bare, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I put I put me into everything I write, so, so yeah, so, so, so when you say songwriting, like, you see, I I lit up, because it's, like, the best way that I express myself, um, yeah, it's through my writing.
0: Wow, wow, yeah, I remember, uh, uh, Michael Jackson saying that, you know, at times he would carry around, like, a recorder with him, and certain ideas or lyrics or something would come to him, he would put it. He would put it in the recorder right then and there to make sure that he wouldn't forget it. So, yeah, I learned that from him because I had the same problem. A melody would come to me, or something would come to me, and if I don't, you know, put that down or or get that in recording as quickly as possible, I'm going to either lose the lyrics or lose that melody that I had. So, right. so yeah, I can yeah. I I can I can understand that one fully. Okay. So, between songwriting and, of course, you lit up with songwriting, but you also lit up with wrestling, and then <laughs> and then we'll add and then we we'll movies in that. Which okay. one? Which one of those are most therapeutic for you?
1: Um, I am going to go with songwriting. Because I feel as though, I feel as though if I have anything going on, once I jot those feelings down, they're like permanently cemented in the song, and then I can move on. So like if I'm sad and I'm heartbroken, it's almost like therapy, you know, it's like I've taken all this heartache, and I've put it in this song, and now it's in a safe place. You know, it's forever there, but it's not in here anymore, so... Um, I, yeah, I definitely feel as though songwriting is...
0: That's the most therapeutic. Okay. Right, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, tell us about your time in Hollywood and what were some of the steps you took that got you the gig to become an extra on some of those movie sets?
1: Okay. Okay. So, um, so Hollywood was amazing. Um, when I was there in Hollywood, it's probably a little tiny bit different than it is now, but, but not that much. Um, there was two mega big extra agencies. Um, and as soon as I got there, that was the first thing I did. Cause the cool thing about being an extra is you don't get paid a lot of money, but you do get paid, you know, you get Sorry. perks, you get food. Sometimes yep. you get like, you know, merchandise stuff and you think when I first went to Hollywood I was young I was 19 okay so let me think about this I get to be in a movie I get some money I get food and merch I was like sign me up for this you know this sounds (laughs) right right (laughs) it was really simple I mean all you did was you know you got a headshot done and Mm. the first extra agency actually hooked me up with this photographer he charged like 20 bucks you took like four or five headshots, and you actually got to keep the prints. Basic stuff: I'm this age, this height, blah 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 blah. Yeah. They put it in the database, and then there was this number that, that you would call. You met all the, you know, all the qualifications. Then you would just sign up. And then they would look at your file and say, you know, yes, no. Um, And so, I mean, I did um, a few TV shows, a few commercials. Um, And if you know anything about extra work, I mean, extra work is really, really simple. I mean, there's usually like, oh, it depends. I mean, when I did the one TV show, I think there was probably like 20 extras. And what we were trying to do is we were trying to... um, imitate a group of college students you know so we had the leather and jackets um when i did a german car commercial this was in a stadium and there was okay. like thousands of people there okay and right. that let me tell you that, i have a great story about that that was okay. crazy it was like thousands of people okay right. so it was a two-day shoot okay some people had one day some people had two days but i had both right. days which was great Okay. We have this big buffet of food. Mostly, we didn't do anything. Mostly, we sat in this big arena mm-hmm. and talked. And then every now and then they'd come over to the loudspeaker and they'd be like, cheer, do the okay. wave. And it just something silly. Okay. So okay. I'm like, yo, this is cool. You know, I'm on the set. I'm getting paid. I'm getting food. I'm not really doing anything, talking to people, mingling. But the crazy part comes in when we were supposed to get paid. Mm -hmm. Because usually when you get paid, you know, they have different systems, but they have this terrible system where they decided this is how we're going to pay people. We're going to go from A to Z, right? Mm -hmm. And then we're going to set up a table where you collect a physical check, okay? So you figure if you've got thousands of people what if my last name begins with a Y or a Z? I was standing in line, <laughs> right, a long time. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was a, and and my last name is not even that far in the alphabet. Okay. But literally, it was like four hours later, and they were nowhere near me. I'm wow. like, oh my god! I think they were like, it was four hours later, and they were like a D or something. I was like, ah! <laughs> and then after right. that, they decided, so it. People are going to kill us, you know? So they have this thing where they're like, you know, for the rest of the people, we'll call you. And they set up this thing yeah. where it was like, you know, if you're E through H, come mm. back tomorrow at 10. If you're this, do this, this, yeah. and then we came back the next day. But I mean, I think that was the big thing. It's like, if you're working a really small project, things usually ran, you know, smooth. But if you're working a really big project, you know, it has to really, really, you know, be organized. Um, But they do have some agencies um, here in Philly, and I'm sure there's some out there in Detroit that does the same thing. The Mm -hmm. only problem is, um, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, I think I would probably get way more work, you know, if I was in New York more often. I mean, there's been some movies in New York and I'm like, you know, I want to do this movie and they're like, yeah, but you know what? (laughs) you don't live in new york like i could commute they're like yeah we really want new yorkers you know Um, and there's another movie that was in dc so um like being in cali was great because at that time they were shooting everything in cali you know so i mean even though there's the agencies everywhere i I do think you know new york and and a lot of florida a lot they've been shooting a lot lately in uh, like miami so mm-hmm. there are okay. certain places that there's so much more um, work. I mean, the, right. the, the movie that I'm doing, the, the little independent sci-fi movie, you know, right. I, I got that, you know, just from a friend, you know, a friend that's in a right. band that, that's doing his own indie thing. But it, it's really hard to, to get roles. And sometimes right. there are movies you're choosing they just don't need like you, you know.
0: You have yeah. to match whatever they're looking for. What so. they're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Real talk, real talk. I was on that the uh movie is a while back ago, some years ago. If you remember, Real Steel. Uh it was a, oh, a robot. Yeah. 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 I that was movie. there. They were shooting it in Detroit. And uh of course I met uh Jack Hughesman and and some of the other cast members that was oh,
2: uh, I'm going
0: to do a contest one day because I'm actually in the movie. I was a part of the crowd, but most people don't recognize me. So I said, I'm going to do a contest one day and maybe see if somebody, if somebody can point it out, you know, maybe they get some money or something. So, so I do understand about the New York, California, you have to live there, you know, because they're usually looking for locals. You know, and even though we're ready to yeah. get get in the car or get in the plane and travel mm-hmm. out there, you know, I understand it's just easier for them because if something should happen and they need you the next day, of course we can't get out there. You know, it might take us a couple of days trying to get a plane ticket or what have you. So I do get that. I do get that. So okay, movies. This so, discos- so about- Go ahead.
1: So let me ask you- let me think about this real still thing. So okay. did you do anything special? Did you, like, put a feather in your head? Or did you, <laughs> you wear, like, a beanie that was, like, glow in the dark? Like, what did right. you do to stand out? Like, how were how uh, you gonna find you?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it really wasn't up to us. They, you know, they they put on you what they wanted to put on you. Uh, they rubbed some stuff on my face to make you look a little dirty, and I kind of had yeah. raggedy clothes on and stuff like that. But I don't know if I really stood out. And this was some years ago, so you know I have a much better understanding of what to do now than rather than I was just <laughs> you know big eyed and seeing the set and seeing how they put these things together. And of course, we'd be standing there screaming and cheering and then they would roll this huge uh, robot. You know, it wasn't like the robot, you know, actual in the film, but it was just a huge prop robot that they would roll to the, and then of course we would have to react like this robot is walking up the aisle and get ready to get in the ring to uh, fight. So uh, I wish I knew you then and got that advice and I might've would've wore uh, a glow in the dark uh, something on top of my head or something. Yeah. To really stand out, but I don't yeah, but think I did. If,
1: but see, you're such a sharp dresser. I mean, if okay. you're wearing the, the rags and stuff, we're we're not gonna recognize you're gonna be like, nah, that can't be him. <laughs> yeah, right, such a right. Sharp dresser.
0: Right. It was it's <laughs> big difference from the rapper. <laughs> so right, right. So <laughs> so like I said, I'm gonna try to. I might do a little contest and if somebody can point it out, maybe they'll get uh some money or something, but you know, I do understand a little bit about that, uh, uh, the process of uh, um, uh, trying to get into movies and things of that nature. And it's not easy. You really have to have your, your stuff together because, uh, of course, they're looking for the best of the best. And uh, um, so it, it takes time to get there. But um, OK, with music, music, and this can go to movies, if you okay. could, if you could collaborate with anyone in both worlds, who would it be?
1: Wow. Wow, that's, 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 wow, that's big. Yeah. Wow, that is so big. Um. Yeah. Let's see, for music, I would love to collaborate uh, mostly as a songwriter. I think it would be amazing to just like write a song and, 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 hear like an amazingly big artist, you know, perform it and be like, I wrote part of that, you know, right, right. now right. who would the artist be? I have no idea. I mean, there's so many amazing artists, Um, yeah. but I know a lot of them, you know, they really, really, really want to write their own stuff. So, I mean, my song would have to like totally blow them away, you know, and then here's the yeah. thing. The thing is I, I, 99.9% of it. But if it's a big enough artist, their name is still gonna end up at t- on the top and my name will end up on the bottom. This tiny behind right. ten other producers. That's just the way show business is.
0: That's your start.
1: But you know what? I'll take how, it. Okay? But you,
0: but your name is over there. <laughs>
1: I, so I will take it.
0: Right, right.
1: We we both know that's exactly what would happen. I mean, even if I wrote 99 percent of it, if it's a big enough artist, I'm all the way at the bottom, this tiny, you
0: know? (laughs) Right, right. I think Jermaine Dupri Dupri and Kanye West said that the first beat that they sold to an artist, their name wasn't even on it. People didn't even know they had produced it, but of course they were a no-name brand person at that time. So, yeah, yeah, they got paid, though. They got the money, but they, their names actually usually, wasn't even on the record.
1: And you usually get a little bit extra to remain anonymous. Silent. You usually Okay. like You consider like a, like a ghostwriter. I mean, they actually yeah. do that in novels, too, where celebrities and other people say, you know, this is my autobiography. I wrote it. And the reality mm-hmm. is they didn't write anything. A mm-hmm. professional writer wrote it and mm-hmm. they're claiming that they wrote it. And yeah. because the person stays anonymous, that person gets paid a little extra. So right. yeah, I mean, that happens a lot. I mean, right. it's great because, you know, your stuff's out there, you know, you got paid a little extra, but then yeah. the downside becomes, you know, if I, if I sell this song, you know, and, and it, you know, millions of copies you know wins all these awards but yeah. nobody knows i'm involved yeah. you know it's not going to help me move as forward as, as if yeah. my name was there but it was really tiny then i could right. be like yeah you know me i'm the writer who yeah. wrote the song my name's the bottom of the credits <laughs> right right
0: right right you know, so. that's show business yeah, that's you got job. you got to keep doing it if you did it once you got to be able to do it again and then do it again and then do it again and as you continue to uh, climb up that ladder, then your name gets bigger. But I ain't gonna let you slide. Yes. I ain't gonna let you slide. You gotta give me some names. <laughs> give me a name in music and give me a name in movies that you would like to collaborate. with. Oh, wow,
1: a name in, a name in music. Um, you, gotta give me,
0: you gotta give me a name.
1: Well, because the the person that we watch, they know, like, I'm never gonna work with anybody else. I'm a solo artist. Um, maybe, or they might be like,
0: let me check this person out, let me see what they got. So you never know.
1: I don't know. I mean, honestly, when I write songs, I have a voice in my head. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I like I write a song and I'm like, you know, I'm gonna write a song for this artist, but as I'm writing. I kind of have a voice in my head, mm-hmm. um, and also when I write anything, if I'm writing a novel, screenplay, whatever, I have an actor or actress in my head, and that right. actually helps push the story or push the song forward, hearing right. an actual, you know an actual voice. Right. So when I'm writing songs, I'm like, "Oh my God, this song sounds like you know like Taylor Swift or this song. Okay. And Sheeran could sing it, you know, or this song, this is an R&B song. Oh, my God, there's so many wonderful R&B female singers that can sing it, you know. So I don't necessarily know that I have one specific artist that I would want to work with. I think it would depend on, like, the song, you know. For each song, I have this voice in my head, and it sounds like you know, this person, or this person, or, now.
0: Right, you know. right. <laughs> so. right.
1: Okay, okay, I'll see you, I'll you. So I'm trying to get myself off the hook a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: gonna let you go. I ain't gonna press it all night, but. <laughs> I don't
1: know, no. if, you're, if, you're, if you're an amazing artist, yeah. and you hear one of my songs, and you want to sing it,
0: mm-hmm. sing it,
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> sing
0: that. Got you, got, you. got you. Okay, so today, who's your favorite Uh artist who's your favorite artist out there today
1: not of all time but today oh see that's a tough one and i'm gonna tell you why it's a tough one um i don't listen to the radio okay Uh i am extremely old school i mean i go to the gym i i put put my music on and i i do youtubes and i have certain Songs, certain artists that I'll play for a few months, and then okay. I will mix it up. And for me, like I love so many different genres of music, but okay. if you say today artists, like I don't know, like I would still probably pick somebody that's been around forever. Yeah, like I wouldn't pick yeah. somebody who's just been in the game for like a year or two because um, I probably haven't heard that much of their
2: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I am. Yeah, I yeah, I, I, yeah.
1: I am so old school. It's crazy. you. You were like, wait, does she still have CDs and DVDs?
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Big old pile still, of CDs. Yeah. CDs <laughs> Right.
1: But, hey, you might even better go to some old boxes, a cassette tape, eight right. track
0: right.
1: right Right, right, <laughs> right. people watching this podcast going, "What the heck is that
0: Right, right. Especially you ask one of the kids, "What is that?" <laughs> is that an old Xbox? What is that? <laughs> You're like it's how we used to play our music. My mom, huh?
1: honestly, Honestly, my mom had one. I mean, mm. I, I I never had an eight track. My mom had an eight track. Eight track, yeah. Terrible. Like
2: right.
1: albums came albums came back, and they're like considered collectors' items. Yeah. Please never bring back the eight track. Okay, <laughs> just okay. don't bring it back.
0: You ain't <laughs> like the eight track, right? Right. Right. I remember one of my older brothers had an eight track in his in his. Uh, I was real little then, but yeah. I do remember that. uh, I don't know how well it sound. I can't remember or if it did any skipping or I would assume not. But
1: do you remember remember the artist? Do you remember who it was? Whose eight track it was? What what uh, singer? What band?
0: I want to say maybe the Jacksons. Oh, nice. Back when Mike and all his brothers and the afros or whatever. uh, I want to say them. I can't say for sure, but. I want to say probably the, the Jacksons probably back when uh yeah. not the Jackson five, but when they became the Jacksons, Jermaine was out, Randy was <laughs> in. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm thinking around that, that, that time span, maybe somewhere up in there. So yeah, but I was real little. Then. I,
1: actually, I actually saw the first concert I ever saw when I was really, really little. Um, my mom let my aunts take me to my first concert, and we actually went to one of the Jackson um, reunion tours. Really? So we saw all the Jacksons. Jermaine did his solo stuff. Michael yeah. did his solo stuff, but then they also did the Jackson Five stuff. Um, yeah. um, that was the only Michael Jackson show I ever went to, but right. it was it was amazing. like I was really little and I was excited, and we were like yeah. in these nosebleed seats, but didn't matter. And I swear, Michael Jackson performed for like. Seemed like five hours, like right, 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 right.
0: And he has that much material. That's what's crazy about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was. I was. It was one of my like one of my best memories of of a concert. Just because I don't know. I guess it's it's incredible being like really young and you're seeing like your idol at the time, and there's like all these people, and you're just like overwhelmed. You're like, wow, look at this, you know.
0: Right, right, right. I I, that was uh i had him michael and prince were on my list of people to see before i died but of course i uh i waited a little bit too late and i missed them both because they both passed away so Uh yeah so uh if there's any artists that i like somewhat on that level uh, I try to make sure that I go at least once to go see them because I feel like uh, missing Michael and missing Prince, you you missed out on what uh, truly a great performance uh, is, you know, from singing to dancing, to choreography to changing clothes to the band behind them, just the whole, the lights and just everything around them. Uh, you Whatever you pay for your ticket, you usually got your money's worth. I've never heard anybody go to a Michael or a Prince concert and said, you know, that was that was that was too much money for that performance. They usually gave you a A plus a+ top notch performance that you would never forget. So so I, I won't make those mistakes no more. If I if I really, truly like you, I'm gonna make sure I go check you out.
1: No, I I agree. I mean, I remember when, and I was just telling this story to one of my friends um, a couple of days ago about Prince, you know, Mm. I never saw Prince like in concert, but I actually was in the same um, store as Prince. Prince had came into the store when I used to work in um, California, Um, but I never got to meet him because I'm really respectful. Most celebrities that you know, they shopped and they just did their mm-hmm. thing, but he's Prince. they mm-hmm. he's small, so he had this big, humongous bodyguard. Like, right. And like I said, most of the celebrities did not have bodyguards. Like, I can name tons of celebrities. They just came in, you know, by themselves or with their friends or family or whatever. Yeah. But, but he was one of the only ones that they came in with a bodyguard. And that bodyguard was huge. So I'm like, right. you know what? I'm not going to go near Prince. You know, I can't take that bodyguard, okay? So right. I went over to the bodyguard and I, you know, respectfully... You know, I asked him, do you think there's a chance I can get an autograph from Prince? You know, and he was saying that, you know, Prince doesn't really give autographs. So I was curious. So so I I said, well, why he didn't have an answer. But he kind of sort of, he thinks that Prince. But you know, I don't care if Prince had gave a billion autographs. I right. people would still, you know, think anything yep. of his was valuable because you know it was from him. Right. But it was interesting because you know, I I got to see Prince up close. And, you know, uh-huh. I mean, he was actually wearing way more purple eyeshadow than I was. You know, <laughs> and he was really really short and right. it was really. really and right. i was just like wow that is prince up clues you know right. um what i would have done if it was more modern times is i would have stood really far from him and took like a backward selfie with like prince yeah. photobombing me in the background but right. like back then that stuff wasn't out but it was right, right, selfies. Right. you know you didn't do that right
2: um
1: now that's what i would have done, you know but um i wasn't an experienced and i remember when prince actually came to philly years ago those mm. tickets were so boring, expensive. Oh, my really? God. They were so expensive. I remember here, and I was like, oh, oh, oh. And he played this <laughs> theater, which wasn't that big. I mean, it held a right. couple hundred people. I mean, usually right. he plays these big stadiums. Right. Um, so for the people that saw it, you know, I'm sure it was, you know, an incredible show, you know. Right, I
0: mean. right, right. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so since we're talking about Michael Prince, we're gonna stay with the artists, but we're gonna switch it up a okay. little bit because I think this one's this question is very important, and I want to hear what you got you gotta you gotta say about it. We witnessed the okay. uh, we witnessed the R. Kelly trial. Most of us kind of mm-hmm. know what that was all about. Fortunately, unfortunately, whatever he was, uh, he was guilty. You being in this Wait. business. Right. And you're a young lady. And of course, Mm -hmm. men can benefit from this, too, because men can become victims, too, if they ain't careful. But you being in this business, doing music with other people, how do you stay uh, out of danger? And what advice can you give some of these younger girls who are getting in the game? And of course, just because a big star say, I like you, I want to work with you. Uh, it could still be a dangerous situation if you're with the wrong person. What's some of the things that you do to keep yourself out of harm's way?
1: Okay, so actually to piggyback on somebody we were talking about earlier, I'm going to do a direct quote from Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. DTA, don't okay. trust Anyone, okay. That's there the number is. one rule. Yep. You know, it it really is. It's the number one rule. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have people hit me up all the time about things, but I mean you really have to be careful, especially, you know, being a being a woman, okay? And I mean the trust thing, it really has to be earned. Like if you're gonna go somewhere, um, you know, it's supposed to be, I don't know, a video shoot or you know, it's a music video, it's songwriting thing. Bring somebody you trust, you know, bring a brother, bring a friend, you know, Uh, if you're going to meet somebody, you meet them, you know, at a recording studio, you meet them, you know, at a public park or something, you know, you don't. No we're gonna go over the lines at my place, or you know i i'm I'm a photographer and I'm going to shoot you at my home studio no, yeah. no commercial studio, you know
2: okay <laughs> so gotcha.
1: I, I really think that you have to especially being a woman you you have to think that every stranger is out to do you harm, even if you're not it, It's sad to say, but yeah. you've gotta you've got to protect yourself, you know, you really have to, you have to, you have to follow up on stuff. You know, somebody tells you, I'm a photographer. Let me see your work. Where was it? Publix. Let me look at your website, you know, and, and when you leave, you make sure you give people this information, not just one person, but 10 people, you know, I'm going to this studio. I'm meeting this person. Here's a copy of the email. Here's a copy of their picture, you know, have your phone like like I have my phone um, with my with my bestie where she can track anywhere I am at any given time and I can mm. track her phone at any given time. And that's just a okay. safety measure, you know? Something right. that happens last minute and I don't get a chance to, tw- to tell 12, 13 people I'm going here, they can track my phone. Mm-hmm. You know, push one button, her phone's there, you know? Right. So, right. I mean... Right. I know sometimes people might think, you know, if I'm that cautious, you know, or if I don't feel right about something and I turn it down, it's going to be bad for my career. Right. But honestly, people that are really professionals will not really try to put you in those situations. You know, right. Right. <laughs> they're not going to right. be asking you, you know, can you come to my place to do a modeling shoot at 4 a.m.? You know, yeah. I mean, right, right. So, and if it needs to take- <laughs> by that they're probably not on the up and up anyway, you know, right. so i mean you really gotta you you gotta be cautious like i right. i i'm i'm on the cautious side like always you know <laughs> right
0: so you never got invited to the uh what was the uh i just learned about it the uh casting couch at somebody's <laughs> hotel room at three four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> much.
1: that's a good one
0: um
1: this is what i will say i will say that most people when they meet me um they realize that you know i'm i'm, I'm not that naive you know i'm
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so mm-hmm. most people don't try to pull that nonsense on me like i mean i've had people you know flirt with me but usually mm-hmm. once i get to know somebody on a certain level, that usually doesn't happen. Like they usually end up being like, oh, that girl's kind of cool. So they kind of see me more as like, you know, a friend if they're older, a little sister. So honestly, the only people who ever come at me like that are usually people who never met me, who don't know me. Right. You know, and they come at me with some nonsense because they don't know who I am. You know, they're like, oh, my God, this girl, you know, she's fresh off the bus somewhere. Yeah. And it's so yeah. far from the truth. You know, right, but right, people right, that know right. me, that meet me, even if they were thinking, "Ah, oh, this girl, you know, I'm going to. Once they start talking to me, they're like, "Yeah, that's not going to work with her. You know, once I tell right. them I went to wrestling school, they're probably too yeah. afraid <laughs> to try And
0: hey, that's where I was just about to go. Because I was like, you mess around and get slapped in the figure four, mess around with this girl. Can you imagine? <laughs> some, arm, some arm lock <laughs> mess around with this girl. So no, I bet you they don't mess. I bet you they don't try to pull that with you.
1: <laughs> that would be so crazy. Can you imagine all of a I'm not going go over
2: I'd be like, did right. you just say in right.
0: the mood? <laughs> What it oh, oh, okay. Um, iron sheet, the camel clutch. I remember oh, that gosh. one. You remember that? that was yeah. Nice mood.
1: yeah, oh that man, was, he, that was the biggest
0: mood. He put you in that camel clutch, it was over. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. Now,
1: I, you know what? You know what, I keep it simple. I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna do, I'm gonna walk behind you. I'm just gonna choke you out, okay? Like, I'm, you go. I'm gonna do a sleep a I'm gonna put you in the sleep real quick. Like, that's my right, signature right. mood. Okay? There you so go. I'm like, oh. I'm like, I'm going to go freshen up, and then I'll just come behind them. <laughs> there you, <laughs> you go. Know. Yeah, so. I'll
0: just slip out, out when
1: they're taking a nap, you know?
0: <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, that's why I tell the young ladies, uh, go take a boxing class or go take a karate class, or hopefully you'll never have to use it. But if you do, you'll be happy that you know a little something, and it might be able to get you out of danger. So, and men too, you know what I'm saying? Because it's just we in a crazy world right now so yeah so yeah i
1: some, some, I, look, some women can't take no for the answer either it's right. not always the men that women get pretty true. Darn aggressive
0: true <laughs> that's why i said it's a crazy world so it can go either way so if if you don't want to be victimized then you got to just like you said trust nobody uh assume that everybody's I, trying I, to get I, you. I hate-
1: I hate having to say that, you know, yeah. in a perfect world, we could trust everybody, but yeah. it's not a perfect world. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, you got to do what you got to do to survive. So yeah. you find yeah. yourself in a bad situation, you do what you got to do to get out of it. Like, I, yeah. I feel as though, you know, all rules and all bets are off. You know, right. somebody come at you too yeah. aggressively and too wrong. Yeah. You know, it, it is what it is. But I mean, yeah. you try not to get... As much as possible in those situations you know you right. really 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 got to do your homework you know somebody's offering you something and they're just like you know I've got this gig or this model opportunity and it pays five thousand mm-hmm. dollars you know but they never heard you sing or they never yeah. you know you gotta just sound right yeah. you know you yeah. really really gotta gotta watch out for yourself Smart. There's just so much involved, you know? But like I said, I've been lucky. I've never been in that situation. Like I said, Mm -hmm. I've had guys flirt with me, but you know, that happens anyway. But I mean, like an aggressive situation. um, Yeah, I've never had that. Right,
0: right, right. Well, wonderful, wonderful. That's good. And I want the young ladies, I got some young people who do check out my podcast. And, you know, I ask questions like that because I want them to have some information so that they could be smarter uh when they're out here moving and you know doing their thing so really do appreciate that uh, that information so okay i got a fun question for you and then uh okay. and then i'll let you go um let's see if you had to throw something away okay. would it be love or would it be money
1: okay so one thing about me is I'm, I'm all about love. I'm all about the love. I'm all about spreading the love. I'm all about positivity. So you can pretty much put love against most things and and love won't never go because love is everything. Love makes the world go round. (laughs) All we need is love and all the other cliches. Right, right, right. Um, Here's something about money. And it was funny because I was just talking to somebody a couple of days ago and they were like, you know, money makes the, you know everything easier and all this stuff, you know, mm. but at the end of the day, um, we all need love, you know, love yeah. is, love is our heart. Love is our, our tenderness. Love is our compassion. You yeah. know, love is, is, is everything. It's everything good and, and, and sweet and it's everything yeah. kind and given and loving. And if you take the love out of our lives, and if all we have is money, what mm-hmm. do we have? We have greed, selfishness, you know, yeah. we have dog eat dog because everybody's chasing that money. Like, yeah. if everybody's chasing love, it's yeah. a good thing. You know, love's a right. positive thing. You know, you're right, chasing right. love. How do you chase love? You give love. You throw love out there, hoping you'll receive some. But if you're chase okay. chasing money, there's a lot of bad things that come with chasing money. Yeah. So, a hundred percent, no hands down, love or money, I got the love. You know, you got the love. And I'm hoping more people chooses love over money because Uh money money is a trap money at the end of the day when we're like 105 years old and we're taking our final breaths you know we're not going to think about we're not going to think about our house our car our 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 clothes the only thing we're going to think about is the love that we had in our lives the love we gave the love we received the people that mean something to us that's it None of that other stuff matters. We're not taking any of that stuff with us, you know? Got it. I mean, so, yeah. So, love is everything. Right,
0: right, right. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful answer. Beautiful answer. So, what's in the future? What should we look for from uh, Rocker Girl?
1: So in the immediate future, I, like I said, I still have so many projects, you know, I've got the music videos, the movies, you know, I've, I've got the podcasts going and stuff. Um, but in the extended future, um, it's all about songwriting. You know, I mean, I have the three, the three song demo. Um, we just finished uh, me and my writing partner. We mm-hmm. just finished our first song, Duet. Okay. It is amazing. I okay. just just thinking about that song just makes me so happy. Right. Um and now we're gonna move on to our second song, which is gonna be, you know, it's gonna be more a temple, it's gonna have yeah. like a little rap in the beginning, it's gonna have like a little yeah. flavor to it. Um so for me, my songwriting is, is everything. You know, everything else that I'm doing, you know, like I have a photo shoot coming up, there's there's a magazine that wants to feature me. So hopefully soon, you know, I'll I'll have more um you know, magazine, and photo assignments and stuff, but like everything I do is really just uh, to highlight, you know, highlight my writing. Um, okay. And that truly is every everything to me. Um, so that's the big picture for me. The big picture for me is, is songwriting. Mm-hmm. Getting my song out there to the right artist, you know, and someday, you know, I'll be, I'll be back on this podcast and you'll be oh, like, yeah. what's new? And I'll be like, right. oh, you know, I want an Oscar for Best right. Songwriter and <laughs> you know, a Grammy and, you
0: know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> hey,
1: I and mean, uh, <laughs>
0: we'll be rooting for you over here. So I definitely want to see that. Um, okay, give yeah, the people all your social media so they know exactly Where to find you and where to keep up and know when these next projects drop they'll be in tune
1: okay so my big social media is i have a facebook page um but most of the information is on my instagram but i still have facebook too but mostly instagram um and both of them i'm at marcy rocker girl so it's all one long word at it's Marcy M A R C Y, rocker girl R O C K E R G I R L. So at Marcy Rocker Girl on Instagram and Facebook, I have photos, videos, updates, and um, I just try to keep everybody informed. And thank you so much in advance for your support. It means so much to me. No Um, doubt,
0: no doubt. I appreciate you coming through. This has been really cool. So Uh, much fun
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: Yeah, we had some laughs so i'll definitely be hitting you up to come back and uh because i got some some new things coming up on the podcast and uh i try to find interesting people to be a part of it so i'll definitely be hitting you up but i really appreciate you coming through uh sharing your life with us and uh giving some really good information and uh we will talk again very soon
1: Okay. Well, thank you so much for everything. And yeah, I would love to come back and love to be a part of anything you want me to do for the podcast. So thank Thank you you so much for inviting me.
0: Okay. No problem. I will talk to you soon. You take care.
1: Okay. You too. Bye.
0: Bye (laughs) Bye-bye.